Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we have uh, a wonderful uh, um, uh, artist out here uh, in the Milwaukee music scene. Uh, she's like a she she does like a really interesting uh, like a witchy baroque pop sound. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was listening to her songs right before this, and that was kind of what came to mind. But uh, you can find her songs in SoundCloud Priestess. Uh, it was a good Medusa. Queen Medusa. Queen Medusa, but I like that title as well. We can change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll go back and revisit some things. Um, and then there's one other one on there. Uh, just right, I think is still. Yeah, right. yeah, just right. Uh, we got Siren on the show. Hi. <laughs> How was your day today? It was all right. I worked a really quiet shift at the Brood Cafe, and mm -hmm. it's been really hot outside, which I don't like. But other than that, it's been pretty freaking decent. Yeah, you're saying that. Uh, you're you don't really vibe with uh, this this time of year, do you? No, I am a cold baby. I am a Wisconsin baby through and through. I just like wearing cozy sweaters and beanies and mm. taking bubble baths and being cold. I like that shit. So. Can I, know, I cuss? I can't yeah, of course you can. No, please do. Uh, we're, we're obscene on Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Ah, fuck, shit. Um, so, I know that, like, commonly, like, seasonal affective disorder affects people, mm -hmm. like, in the cold months. Do you feel like that's oh, a, I'm the it's a reversal? Opposite. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that to people where it's like, I don't want to get out of bed when I'm too hot. Like, I'll just lay there in front of my fan and just, just sit there and be like, I hate this. And I think that, like, I thrive when it's cold outside. Like, when it's cold outside, I get this, like, burst of energy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, let's go. Let's go run around. I'm ready to do everything. But when it's hot outside, I'm like, I don't want to move. I just would rather sit and lay in front of an air conditioner, and that's it. You go around throwing snowballs at people. Exactly. And they're all I'm like, fine with that. And they're all like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm miserable. I'm exactly. cold. And I, and I try not to, like, because everybody always posts those big, long statuses that are like, Oh, like it's getting darker, it's getting colder. Like, be like, watch out for your friends. And reminder like, to take vitamin yeah. D. And I'm like, yeah. no, remind me in summertime because yeah. I'm sad. Check on me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's different for everybody. That's why I never like kind of clump people into certain like little little categories of when things feel better for certain people because it really is different for everybody. Absolutely. Um, I thrive in the cold. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's definitely like things to enjoy about cold. Like I, sometimes I do really like when it's just too cold to leave the house. Oh. I like to just be wrapped up in my bed and just watching movies and just not having to like interact with the outside world. Um, because now I, I hate just being stuck in my room when it's hot because my room gets really hot. Yeah. Ugh. And like I like to watch a lot of movies, listen to a lot of music in my room, and I can't really enjoy that mm -hmm. as much when it's hot. Yeah, and I like what I'm a huge movie person. I watch like a movie or two a day. Yeah. I'm obsessed. And but I I have a TV in my house, but I refuse to put like the stream onto the TV. I always just watch it on my laptop. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's like a laptop on my lap and I'm hot, I'm like I just don't like this. I hate having this on me. Yeah. I just really would rather be cozy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cozy boys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'm I, for one, really excited for what we have planned for this summer. Not not necessarily just because it's like nice out now. Mm -hmm. My definition of nice, not yours. <laughs> but I'm just excited for um, to really uh, just fill the weeks up with uh, these shows and going out and enjoying a lot of live mm -hmm. music because it's festival season now. Yeah. Um, we've got Locust Street Fest this weekend. We just had Fem Fest, even though Fem Fest was cold. True. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff to do in the summertime, which I like, and it's awesome to be like, you know, engaged by everything, and there's so much to do. But sometimes I feel like obligated to be a part of society mm -hmm. when it's hot outside because it's like, oh, you could go to one of these ten shows that are happening, yeah. and in the winter it's like, no, this one show is right. Yeah, <laughs> be rad. And you gotta like, fucking pick and choose. Pick and choose, and I don't like doing that because I always feel really guilty, so I always end up just not going to anything yeah. and staying at home. <laughs> Oh no! The, but that's also just me being really just 
antisocial. The avoidance kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel that. Well, so Katie, uh, we are on the show here uh, to talk about love and fear. Um, we, I like, I'm fascinated by the way um, those driving forces kind of um, how they, how you incorporate that into you know what you do creatively mm-hmm. and uh, just how it inspires you to you know just uh, continue doing what you do and um, I know that you don't have like um, a ton of uh, songs out right mm-hmm. now like on on services and everything but um, I uh, I like always like knew of you because like we were Facebook friends for like a long time yeah. before we even like met and I'm like damn shit I need to like actually see like this siren girl I need to like you know see what she's all about and um and um and you don't really uh you haven't uh performed too much uh lately mm-hmm. as of late have you Mm-mm. no I've got a show tomorrow and that's like my only <clears throat> show really as of late but there's reasons behind why I've taken a step back and I'm sure that I'll get into For that sure. yeah no problem uh so, so um, so to just I guess to start, um, uh, I want to I guess take it a little farther back and uh, ask you just what uh, got you into recording music and like where did you first start seeing it as like an outlet for yourself? I've been singing forever, and I know when people like say that they're like, oh yeah, you know I've been like doing little ditties. Like I've been like performing out since I was 16, and I'm 25 now. My first live show was when I was 16. Oh, wow. Where was it? At, um, it was like a gamer coffee shop in Racine where I grew up, yeah. So it was like, I played all kinds of stuff around town in my hometown and like played First Friday there, played, did all that kind of stuff, but I've been singing forever and I kind of started out because my mom was the general manager of a few radio stations. So it would be like, I would go to concerts or I would go to like, it was, she managed a country station. So I'd go mm-hmm. to a bunch of like, went to go see Breva, Reba McIntyre nice. and see the Dixie Chicks, like um, all those people. And like, I always wanted to be a singer, like mm-hmm. from the get go. There's pictures of me when I'm like five years old in a full on country Western get up. It's like a leopard leotard and <laughs> some like, cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and I'm like singing into a karaoke mic like I've always been doing it you're gonna have to dig that up I have it it's not hard to find (laughs) it's on my phone as of recently spectacular oh I have tons of that stuff but it's like (laughs) I've always been it's always been my thing and I've like you know felt the best when I'm singing and I like feel the most honest when I'm singing but um I started recording when I was around like 15 or 16 and um, my parents were like mad supportive of me but Mm -hmm. always being like you're really talented but you need to have a backup plan and health insurance Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was always kind of the thing with them it's like you know the give and take of it but they were always incredibly supportive of me and then um, I moved to Milwaukee in 2012 and I was still doing singer-songwriting stuff and then I also joined a post-hardcore band called uh, Red and the Wolf. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was rad. It was it was tons of fun. I've done too many genres, and it's always the best. Yeah, I, don't know. I always yeah. have a great time doing whatever. And then uh, we released an album. I released an album. So I released two albums as a solo acoustic artist. And then... Um, where you release them on? Uh, they're everywhere, but you just have to look for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of kept them a little bit on sure. the down low, especially nowadays. Like, they're under my my legal name. Oh, So, sure. like, Katie LaFond is what they're under. But, um, and then I um, met a person that makes music videos, and he introduced me to Sam, who introduced me to all of the people in Man. And I kind of forced my way into New York narcissism. I was like, I'm here every day. You're, you have right. to let me in. <laughs> and so then... I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. Just get used to me. I just like was like there and I'm like, I'm just going to keep singing until you love me. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that, that all started there. And that's kind of where, you know, through meeting all of those people is where I made the like um, connections with producers and started making stuff with all them. And so 
it just, you know, all has happened really organically. I've never really actively pursued, like, being like, oh, I love you, I'm gonna come over and, like, make this beat with you or whatever. It's always kind of just, we're in the same house. Right. And that's how it happened. That's how it happened with Doomsday. Like, why I was singing on Doomsday is because I was literally there in the studio and Sam was like, oh, come and, like, uh, do a background vocal. And then it turned into whatever that is now. And so mm -hmm. it just is like, but I think that that's the best way to go about things is right place, right time. Right place, right time, and never forcing it. And that's kind of what I've been teaching myself lately is that if you're ever questioning what you're doing or the motive behind it, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And that I'm just trying to go back to my roots and do stuff organically. I don't remember the question. I ranted for like five. No, minutes. no, that's that's <laughs> you hit it all spot on about just how you came to be, um, and you actually. Uh, you actually went above and beyond, and you <laughs> went more into like how it led you to where you are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and for context, uh, Sam, shout out Webster X. Hello, Sam. <laughs> um, like, definitely very relatable. Where like, um, you can only really you know do so much like in your own sort of like. Uh, it, it's kind of like what it happens organically is like you know that's how it's meant to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I kind of try to remind myself of that too. Um, especially like with doing this show, like I, and like, I, I can admit, like I've just been, sometimes I just get super giddy and excited and I'll be like, um, trying to do way more, like, like way more, like than I am capable of like at a given time mm -hmm. and like I kind of have to like check myself and be like okay like tonight you need to like just not do shit and mm -hmm. like relax and like there's been there will be like a lot of people that I want to interview on yeah. the show like I have a shit ton of people I've literally a list in my phone of like all the guests I like still like have to like you know I want to like have on the show but like I, I have to like you know let things happen mm -hmm. instead of trying to like plan everything at once. Cause like, I'm very like, I feel like when kind of, um, something that's a bit indicative of the creative spirit is like, um, you constantly feel like, you know, your like sense of control is threatened mm -hmm. because your mind is constantly going all over the place and you want to like do something. You, you have a lot of ideas and you want to do them right. Yeah and you're always worried about doing it wrong or like not executing it as you like are envisioning it and i feel like i struggle with that a lot still i'm trying to like keep my feet on the ground you know yeah and i mean like i I've told this whole spiel to so many people because it's like i get asked once a day where my music is and why i haven't released it and, and it is kind of like a matter of like I listened to it and I was like, this just isn't right. There's something that's not right about it. And I yeah. kept, and it's good, it's good, but it's mm -hmm. not me. Right. Yeah. And so I'll like, I'll keep listening to some songs. I'll be like, why is there like a trap sounding snare hit in this beat when I am so soft mm -hmm. and I'm like the biggest baby in the world? <laughs> and there's no reason for me to be singing over that kind of stuff. And I had to kind of refine my place and where I fit in the world and where I shouldn't be and where I belong. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, I've, you know, set all of the past aside and I've started new, which is really rad. And so I've kind of changed my whole sound recently and I've got a ton of new music, but it just is in the mixing process. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrible, I, I have horrible fear of people um, judging me or, or being mean to me or, or anything like that. I think I could not see anyone being mean to you, to be honest. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> you are like so sweet. Like I, I, I just talked to like I've had this conversation a lot in the past week where it's like a lot of people don't like me, and that's okay. Like I mean, they can they can. Um, have people that what, don't like me. They you know? can have feel that whatever they want to feel. That's um that's their own um, you know, right. They can do that. Right. But I think it is. A matter of like, I don't think that a lot of people that don't like me have ever had a real one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. Yeah. And they get these ideas of who I am based on me writing, you know, songs like Priestess and Queen Medusa of this like self-righteous, all-worthy, like mean, angry feminist. Which I am an angry feminist, but it is like, 
I I much I, I just don't think that a lot of people have talked to me and that and people don't think that I'm as shy as I am and um, assume that I'm just kind of resting bitch face or ignoring them or you know not talking to them because of um, I think that I'm cooler than them but it's like no I'm just really fucking shy mm -hmm. and I have a very hard time talking to people in like concert type situations where it's like oh <coughs> we're at a show or we're at a like a party or there's something going on and it's like there's tons of people and they're all um, interacting with each other and then it's like I just feel so uncomfortable oh in those yeah. situations oh God, yeah. where I'm like oh no I'm not talking to anybody people are gonna yeah. like, they're gonna think I'm not doing it right and then I'm like okay I'm gonna go outside and yeah. then I go outside for 15 minutes and then I come back inside and I'm like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit right like, yeah. in my head but I, I had somebody talk to me being like yeah you're really you know standoffish or you seem like you don't want to be talking to anybody new and I'm like it just is the fact that I'm like not good at this mm -hmm. and I'm I it's I'm terrible at at um being in these like really high high pressure social situations yeah, yeah. so I'm way better when it's talking one-on-one -on -one, which you know you and I have done before right yeah so it's like where I'm fine like that but it's again like if you I think that there's a lot going on in this world of people assuming things about certain people based on you know their social media presence or how they look at a party or how they interact with you mm -hmm. you know over a phone but it's like if you don't talk to somebody for more than like 10 minutes mm -hmm. you don't know anything or at them. least in an intimate setting where like mm -hmm. you can loud and clear hear their voice yeah um a hundred percent i have really bad social anxiety like horrible um <clears throat> and my way of coping with it is by being as social as possible, which is, I know, it's, I'm like, no, not me. it's exhausting, um, but, like, I'm also very, very, very sensitive and, mm -hmm. like, afraid of people judging me and whatnot, like, mm -hmm. afraid of how people are perceiving me and, um, and especially kind of, as you said, like, in the, those high pressure, like, dense social environments, mm -hmm. like, at a concert where there's a lot of different voices, there's a lot of, um, just a lot of ambience going on around you like um i'm always like kind of worried about like um yeah like just not having a fulfilling conversation with somebody yeah. like in because we're in such a like rambunctious setting i'm worried about like you know someone not really like uh reciprocating like an interaction because like they're being distracted or I'm distracted mm -hmm. um, or that I'm holding someone away from something yeah. and it's it's kind of frustrating because like so that's kind of why I love doing this show mm -hmm. because it gives me that opportunity to intimately get to know somebody and like um, and I hope more people start doing it like just kind of inviting people over into like an intimate setting to just <clears throat> you know, shoot the shit, or just even, like, you know, sitting, getting coffee with somebody, mm -hmm. like, making more, like, voluntary interactions yeah. with each other, um, rather than it always being in a social setting. Because a lot of, like, the connections I make through the music scene and the creative scene are at events and at concerts, mm -hmm. and, like, I don't want it to just be that. I want to, like, get to know everyone individually that, like, I'm, that, like, I come across in these settings, but it's just so hard because, like, you know, we're all kind of at these these uh, shows and everything for a reason because mm -hmm. we need to. We have a lot of shit going on, and this is like how we get away from it. You know. Yeah, I feel you. I think that it just is kind of. I think especially with this day and age, because I've been in the walking music scene for like four, four or five years, and it's like it's evolved like crazy, which mm -hmm. is amazing and wonderful. But it's like. There used to be a time when, you know, it would be just more so about sharing the love of music. And I think that, like, at least from what I've seen a little bit, it seems like it's turning into a little bit more of, like, a dick measuring contest of, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm doing this and this and this and this and I'm working so hard and here's some pictures of me in the studio. Here's some pictures of me yeah. doing this. And I have no interest in that. Right. And I'm not even, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it just is, like... I I only do music because I have to. Like, there's no... And that's why I don't release... It's like somebody came up to me the other day and was like, 
uh, are you are you making music? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't believe you. And like, I'm like, well, it's not for you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like even if I was lying, like, what what does I have to do with you? Yeah. Like me making what I do and what I write has nothing to do with with um, anybody else at all right now because I don't have a fan base. I don't have like people that are like toting on or waiting on me being like, oh yeah, I gotta get this because I need it to listen to in the car. It's like, no, I'm doing my thing and this is just for me. If you like it, then that's fine and yeah, that's cool and I, and I appreciate it. Right. But it just is like, I don't need, I don't need to prove anything to anybody about how hard I work or about how passionate I am about my music. I don't need to write down stats to say that. Yeah. If you don't know how much I love my stuff, then you don't know me. Of course. And that's kind of where um, I've had a little bit of trouble kind of interacting with um, kind of the like scene these days just because it really has started to just feel like, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you um, are trying to, you know those Christmas letters that people write where they're like, here are all the things my kids accomplished this year. It seems like sometimes my interactions with people are like, oh, and then I did this, and this is where I'm going yeah. next, and these are, and that. here's a picture of me Making moves. I'm grinding. Big like things crazy. coming. And it's like, I just, okay. The most, okay, the worst one, the most annoying one, is when people, people that like end their social media, like bio, have the word entrepreneur oh in it. <laughs> when, like, what do you, like, you're not running, like, a fucking, like, well-oiled machine business. Like, you're, like, literally, yeah, yeah. if that's your definition of an entrepreneur, then you're an entrepreneur and I'm one, too. Mm, but no one's making money, like. I just, you know, I let people do their fucking thing. You know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of where, where I'm at recently is, like, I'm gonna let you do whatever the hell you want to do, and I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want to do, and it has what you're doing has nothing to do with me. Besides, maybe if I'm like a listener of your music, right. I can appreciate what you're doing. But it's like, I I just don't need to have. I've had so many conversations where I feel like I need to say like congratulations at the end of it, yeah. and it's like I don't know what you need from me. Right, right. Why are you saying this? Why are you posting the status? Yeah, or, oh, dude, that's so sick. And no it, way. And and <laughs> what is that doing to your head? Where it's like. I need to validate my my successes with other people's clicks and likes and praise. Like yeah. I, it's like I can be proud of myself, and that's something that I've I've grown um, to recently. Is like if I can't look at something that I've done, or if I can't sit back at the end of the day and saying say like, man, I'm proud of my day and mm -hmm. me. Like I'm so happy with how I've done or what I'm doing. Like it's not worth it for me. Yeah. I don't need anybody else's validation right. and I think that that's what really fucked me up when I was doing more more of the stuff that I was doing in the past couple of years was that I was craving people's validation on it it would be yeah. like I would send a song to somebody that I trusted or somebody that I respected and they would give me notes and be like it was beautiful constructive criticism it was mm -hmm. nice but I would break down and be like, why don't you like this? Yeah. Why aren't, I'm so proud of this, why don't you like it? Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't need, I don't need anybody else to say, I love what you're doing for it to be my art. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of where, you know, the mediums of, of art come into play, where it's like, you know, an artist, like a, um, a visual artist can, you know, paint a portrait and put it on a wall and that's their art. And they're not being like, hey, I need you to validate this um, mm -hmm. for me to put it out, or I need um, this. I feel I feel like I see that a lot less often yeah. with that kind of stuff. But, you know, <sighs> I don't even know where this came from, but it all came out. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is good. Because, like, I think that, I think, for one, yeah, like, you're right. I think it's definitely a lot of people that are talking just to hear themselves talk, and that it kind of comes out of that validation part of it. And... I think also a reason for it is because, so, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk of Milwaukee's music scene is, like, definitely in the come up, mm -hmm. and it, well, it, and it is, you know, it could, it could pop, you know, any day now, like, with just how much talent is coming out, mm -hmm. um, I think that part of the reason why a lot of, you know, you meet a lot of people in the scene that are constantly doing that, like, mm -hmm. trying to, like, you know, flaunt what they're doing, like, in the studio or, mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I'm doing this, this, and this is because it's about to pop off and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. They want a piece of that pie and they want like, they want to be on that wave. Mm -hmm. Um, but not everyone is necessarily like, um, really has like all a lot of people are talking that talk, but they're not walking the, the walk when it comes to, all right, well, you know, once people really start noticing Milwaukee, like, you know, are they going to see you on it? Like, yeah. are they going to see you for what you're doing? Um, and, and like, kind of with, you know, where you were saying, like, you feel like you got to say congratulations to people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it almost, it, the sad thing is, is like, sometimes it really desensitizes you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I, and like, I noticed this as I started coming as I started getting to know people in the scene, like when I first started meeting creatives around mm-hmm. here, like I didn't necessarily know who was like actually like, you know, had a, a, a catalog of, of, uh, you know, cool creative things that they were doing and mm-hmm. other people that weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just based on perspective. And I think, you know, I am surrounded by people that are doing really well. Yeah. Like I'm with, I'm around like Lex and Sam and like uh, Christy and all of them, and it's like, <clears throat> they and they're doing so well, and it's and I found myself living in this constant shadow of, there, like why can't I do this? But I think that what, what. I needed was to know that there's not one way to do anything and like I <clears throat> this huge thing happened to me that changed my whole perspective on music um, I've been so like completely drowned in the hip-hop world which is amazing I love the Milwaukee yeah. hip-hop scene yeah I'm not a hip-hop artist right. surprise <laughs> <laughs> and so I I was asked to play um, one song during Mike Kellogg's set while he was opening up for ASAP Ferg. And I love ASAP Ferg. I was fucking stoked. Yeah. And so I played Priestess and people in the crowd were booing me. And I'm not a bad singer. Like, I, I know that, that, like, I'm not, like, cocky or anything, but there's no reason to boo me based on, like, the song. I didn't belong there. And I, ha- I had quarters thrown at my face. Oh my and I, I eventually ran off the stage and I was sobbing. I like went into the bathroom, I was crying, I called everyone I knew, I'm like, this is the fucking worst night of my life, like, no, 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 no. But from that moment, I thought about it, I'm like, why am I on stage before ASAP Ferg? There's no reason for me to be there. Where people are coming to like party. Or like, you know, it's it's a completely different kind of music. Right, yeah. And it's a whole (laughs) different lane. And it's the same way with like, when I was coming up, I'd be like, okay, um, Sam, how do I get this song recognized? And he'd be like, okay, send it to Pigeon Complaints, send it to Complex. And I'm like, but then I like look back on it and I'm like, okay, those blogs at the time were really only sharing hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And it's like that way of going about things wasn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter what, I was following this kind of guideline of what I saw working, but I'm so different and I like, I'm just not what what every, every um, one around me was doing, that I, I was feeling failure based on things that were never going to work. It's like getting on a bike with no pedals and being like, why aren't I going forward? Like it just, right, it, yeah. I had to find my own pedals that yeah, were working. Yeah. And so kind of taking steps back and realizing things that will work for me and, and finding a sound that made sense to me specifically is key. And what I find really difficult about some things happening right now in the Midwest especially is that there seems to be this like if you're not following this formula you're not doing your best Mm -hmm. and it's like but this formula might work for you and it might work for how like the artist that you are the artist that you're managing or whatever it is but it's not gonna work for everybody Mm -hmm. and especially with like the mental health of somebody it's like if somebody were pushing me being like you know you need to be in the studio every day you need to be posting more on your instagram you need to be taking more selfies and it's like i will cry every night if i have to do that and i would rather make good music on my own time take my own damn pictures whenever i fucking want exactly and then do that and not cry every night right how how i i'm feeling about it but you know what 
I have so much respect for the people that are doing such good work, especially for the younger artists in the city, and I'm like so stoked on it. I think that there just needs to be this like, stop fucking pushing everybody. Yeah. It's not, it, it just isn't, it isn't worth it, especially when, when you know, there's, there's kids that are out there struggling with, why isn't this working? Why aren't I getting plays? Why aren't these people coming to my show? Like all this stuff of like, oh, you don't support me. It's not anything about that. It just is that you feel this false sense of people are required to support you because it's small Milwaukee. Yeah. And because we're all in the scene and we're all in this together. Shout out High School Musical. But <laughs> it just isn't that. And it's like, People have their own lives. They do their things their own way, uh, yeah. and all that stuff. I'm, again, I'm really good at ranting, but I have no idea where I'm going with you it. No, this is, <laughs> these are all really beautiful. I mean, perspectives coming out of coming from somebody who is so tailored in the music scene as yourself. Um, uh, tenured, not tailored. Well, it's okay. I'll tailor myself. You sure? Yeah. Work either Swift word. It out. Either word works. But I want to know. Uh, like, because uh, you said that you know you really, really love your music right now. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you love about your music right now. It's me. It's yeah. me as fuck. Like it just is. Like I sent, <laughs> I sent an email to somebody with the songs in it last night, and I said that it 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 sounds like you know like a warm kiss on a cold day, and it sounds like a brain freeze, or like it feels like a brain freeze, and it in like it makes me feel something for like the very first time in a very long time. Mm -hmm. I think I was writing a lot of empty words to fill the void of what I had to be for the persona that I was pushing. Yeah. But now my stuff is like, it's all produced by Vince Ga from Free Space. Um, and then it also, I have two songs that I just wrote with Immortal Girlfriend. Oh, cool. Oh my god, they're the, the greatest people in the entire world. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever can Shout talk out Kevin about and them. Will. I fucking love them. They're I pure heart angel babies. Amazing guys, yeah. Number one. But <laughs> <laughs> um so I've gone for more of like surf rock inspired guitars along with simple ass shit. The main point is vocals mm -hmm. and lyrics and conveying a feeling. Like I don't think a lot of people know that I have a degree from a college in poetry. <laughs> very surprising to me as well. I mean, I mean that's amazing. I, I got my degree at UWM for creative writing and I like writing lyrics is the most important thing and when I was being drowned out by um, trap snare hits and like um, reverb snaps I couldn't get the words across mm -hmm. and so now I've got this like it's more so I call it like like beachy dreamy pop shit indie pop shit mm -hmm. which is just so much more of my vibe. I love that stuff. It's literally oh, yeah. it's I, it makes me so happy I just want to like throw up <laughs> and it's I, I I haven't been this thrilled about about a, a like a collection of work in a really long time and it's not that I didn't like what I was doing before it's all fucking awesome and I hope someday like it gets you know put out into the world somehow but it just I didn't feel this way with it and so I mean I'm changing my name my stage name Really? Yeah. Are you an announcing it yet? No. That's <laughs> I've told a few people. I think yeah. I told an audience once because I get so nervous when I'm performing and I'm like, this is it. Yeah. But I'll 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 put it out there whenever I feel like it. Mm -hmm. But that's also another sh the shtick of it oh, is sure. whenever I fucking feel like it. Yeah. But yeah, it's in the mixing stage right now, and I'm really proud of it, and I'm really proud of of what um, you know, me and Vince and the Immortal Girlfriend were able to convey and how they were able to work with me, not work for me, to create this kind of um, overall feeling of warmness and like it feels really golden and it feels like like when it's like really, really cold outside and the sun hits you and you're like, oh man, yeah. this feels great. So I'm just happy about it. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm fucking stoked. I'm happy for you because that's amazing. <laughs> and I, I think um, I really like how you are putting it out because you feel like it's you, mm -hmm. and that you feel like you're that you don't feel any like external pressures or anything in putting it out or anything. You're doing it 
like entirely because it's true to yourself and mm -hmm. it's also like you know you're ready to yeah uh, because I think that that's a key thing is sure we have a lot of things that we may want to accomplish or chase after or do or confront um, but n we're not always ready for it yeah. um, like sometimes we have like demons for example that uh, you know, we know we've identified our an issue, but sometimes people just aren't ready to um, address it, or some people just aren't ready to embark on some kind of change. Like, it just kind of has to feel right. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't feel like you have to do something just because because there's voices that are telling you that, like, you know, you know, this is you know, like you got to do this and you got to do it now and do it this way. But like mm -hmm. it has to be, it, it kind of just has to be, it has to be voluntary, mm -hmm. you know, it has to be unforced and it has to be as, you know, and, and that is what conjures as much authenticity as possible. Yeah. I'd say. And I mean, I think that when people push out a lot of quantity of work, it makes the listener a little bit like overstimulated. Mm -hmm. I was talking to uh, Sam the other day about I think Tyler's album released, uh, Steve Lacey's album released, um, Flying Lotus album released, mm -hmm. and it was just like how do you sit down and consume something that is art when it feels like you have to rush to get to the next thing. Yeah. And so when I listen to like artists and bands, I like keep it to myself one i don't really uh, share what i'm listening to because yeah. it's it, I'm, I'm not in it's just for me music listening is a personal experience yeah and then um but it's also like i do this thing where i really only listen to one artist for like a month and that's like it unless i'm like playing stuff at work but other yeah. than that it's like i need to consume art the way that i consume or i would consume like being at a museum it's like if you are like r sprinting through a museum you aren't appreciate you're not getting anything from oh my it God, I you're getting to, a good workout i did that it. as a kid i would like when i when we would go to the zoo yep. i would make sure we saw everything mm -hmm. but that meant we could never really stay and enjoy an exhibit yeah we'd just be on the move all the time and that's exactly kind of what i think um especially with art like making music these days it's like you know, with people like, um, you know, all of the bigger artists that were releasing something every single year, whereas they would usually release every three years or something like that. And it's like, do we take the time to appreciate everything as an, a singular entity? Like, um, like we do with Frank Ocean, because mm -hmm. we do appreciate Frank Ocean's work singularly as it comes. And how it is presented to us like five years at a time which is yeah. fucking rad and he right. took his time and it comes out and it's a masterpiece of course. but then it's like you see other artists where it's like you're releasing something every every year because you need to because streaming services and and your labels and all that stuff require it are we getting anything out of it mm -hmm. besides the week that you might listen to right. it and then you might come back to it a year from now being like oh yeah i remember this yeah but like consuming big albums i remember like even listening to like lemonade for the first time was like a religious experience for mm -hmm. me because it was like we had waited so long and we got to appreciate this great piece of work as a whole that wasn't rushed just because you felt like you needed to have something out there to prove that you did something yeah. but it was it was put out with care and love it's kind of like making a cake like if you are like rushing through you're making a cake it might be a, a cake you're having yeah. a cake in front of you but if somebody's like i'm gonna put some strawberries and sprinkles and all the shit and make it perfect and there's gonna be flowers on top and i'm gonna put a cake topper up there it's like i'm gonna appreciate the shit out mm -hmm. of this thing and apparently i want cake right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i think yeah. that that's where i'm at is that i don't want to rush anything and if I see, if I, there's, and I get, I get why people do it. I get why people are constantly having something for their, their um, fan base and their, and their listeners to enjoy because that is what the world is right now. Yeah. Is that people are like, come on, you just dropped something last month. Where's your new single? Because like, I it's, think it's, it's too much. Because a lot of it is like, everything becomes so commercialized because it is so easily digestible. Yeah. And you know, it's not like, 
it's not so much like the full picture of like who an artist is or something like that, but like everyone just wants everything. Our art just our culture in general right now is just so needy. we're so impatient. <laughs> yeah, we're needy. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm right. like, why isn't Black Mirror out yesterday? Oh my like, god, I forgot it just came out today. today. I'm going home and watching Damn, it. Damn, true. But it's just like gotta check that out. I, I can't do that anymore for with me with music. Or it's like, why aren't you playing shows? It's like because I don't have any new material. I'm not. Or I mean, I don't have any that I'm ready to share yet. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna do that. I'm not going to play the same set for you over and over again and and I'm not going to oversaturate myself and I'm not going to like be um you know a walking talking like show puppy just because yeah. and I and I felt like that for a while where it was like you know people were like oh you're an amazing singer you're you're this you're going to be so good for Milwaukee you've got the right like look about you blah 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 and I'm like there's so much pressure to yeah, perform okay yeah. get my leash and collar and put me up there and I'll do it but it's I can't I can't anymore that I have a really subjective example of that um, that's why I fell off of enjoying the Marvel movies a while back I feel you um, they just I, put out too often well yeah like I just like I liked the first couple that came out um, I mean Black Panther was pretty good but mm -hmm. But they were they were becoming very oversaturated. Mm -hmm. They were trying to like incorporate so many like different storylines and characters, and like it was just it all became just like it just became very like just gimmicky and very like you know people are gonna spend their money on this because there's so much jam packed into like one movie and yeah. into one universe that you know it's just like it it's. Like, like shoving all of this like um, excessive uh, quantitative uh, superheroes and action sequences and like it, it that doesn't make for a, a fulfilling franchise to me. Yeah. Um, I I just got very like like after a while I'm like there's nothing really to enjoy about these movies anymore. Yeah. They're just very like. They're being made to make money, mm -hmm. whether or not they're telling an effective, uh, like, uh, they have effective storytelling or character development, like, and that's just, yeah, like, but that, that's, that's just, bring that back to the original point is that when people become pressure, pressured to, like, do this because it's what's expected of them, mm -hmm. because... Um, because it's what's making them money or because it's what is desired by the public interest, mm -hmm. then it's going to come out with a, you know, a, a subpar product. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out with something that's pretty, uh, like hollow, superficial. And, and you know, that's fine for some people. Like do what you want. My dad taught me this lesson. It's like my sister is rad. I fucking love my sister. She lives a very different life than me. She's an accountant in Chicago. She lives in this beautiful house with her uh, with her boyfriend and and has this like very different lifestyle from me cuz I just am nuts. Yeah. And um uh, she's doing really well for herself and I am a garbage can. But she <laughs> I was telling my dad one day I'm like I just don't want to be in the picket fence I don't want to be married with kids by 27 I don't want to do this and my dad said to me but some people do and that's fine mm -hmm. people are allowed to live different lives but just based on you having a different feeling about it doesn't mean that it's bad or wrong right yeah. so it's like if you're not doing the same things if I'm not like promo hashtag grinding every single day that's not bad, and has and, they, and you're not doing anything wrong, and there's no pressure, and you shouldn't feel. It's if you're ever feeling mentally drained based on you not living up to somebody else's standard, especially in art, just fucking stop doing it, and relearn why you love it. Listen to your favorite album, read your favorite book, look at a piece of art that like you remind reminds you why you are inspired by what you do if you're doing art to just be this commercial com commercial <laughs> commercial <clears throat> like 
show puppy, it just isn't worth it. And if people are pressuring you, that means they want something out of you because you will show a good face for their company so they can make their salary. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, that even the people that are supporting you and, and supporting the city and blah, 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 when you show face for them, you are promo for them, which is bringing money to them yeah. to pay their salary. Right, right. And no one's paying you. You shouldn't be giving money to them. Like my best friend, um, he makes music. He lives down in Chicago, and like, he, see, I I admire his work ethic a lot because he, like, he came out with an album a couple of years ago, and we all really liked it, mm -hmm. but he didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't him because he was under the influence of, of like you know other people he was working closely with that he no longer worked with anymore mm -hmm. and then he's like okay this album that album just like wasn't really my sound like it was all you know i felt like it was everyone else's thing that just had my name on it yeah but he's been working on new material now and like he's been um taking his a long time to do it mm -hmm. you know he's been he's been he's gone back and redone it like more times than i can even count at this point Same. but yeah <laughs> but like um and you know call it kanye syndrome or whatever whatever they call that but i but i'm proud of him though because he's not settling you know he's yeah. not if he's not satisfied with it or if, if it sounded good once but doesn't sound good after four or five times then he sees it a uh, change to be made then respect mm -hmm. and i think that that's exactly why some of the legends like you mentioned earlier like you know the albums we've waited literally years for um um you know it, it uh those end up being the ones that are timeless mm -hmm. because they were so intricately and meticulously designed yeah. so that they were presented to be flawless in the fully realized artistic mm -hmm. vision. And I've had I had this conversation with Vince last week. It's like when was the last time that a song charted without a gimmick? It's like I, you know, props to fucking Old Town or Old yeah. Old, Old Town Road. Yeah. Props to that. Like like I'm stoked for you. You're living a your dream. Yeah. But the commercial success is coming from the gimmick. And it's like we want, or the people are consuming things because of the joke, or because of the, you know, the person has rainbow colored hair and 69 tattooed on his face. Yeah. And it's like this when was the last time that something charted in the Billboard charts that came with zero gimmick? It was just the art. And I like looked through the top like 20 and I was like, okay, Old Town Road, there's like, uh, Taylor Swift underneath it and all this other stuff of like like Katy Perry all these people that have to do these weird stunts it's like Miley Cyrus with her you know the phase that she went through or even what she's doing I don't even place. know pretty much I, I bet like besides Old Town Road I probably don't know most of the songs yeah because I don't you listen would, you would be surprised <laughs> it's that's how I always feel it's like oh I I don't know these songs but it's like these songs came out months ago and somehow are still in the top thing because people consume things that are familiar to them because it's easier than listening to something new. It's kind of mm. like going to a restaurant. I'm going to order the Alfredo pasta because I know it's going to be good. I'm not going to order the shrimp scampi because I'm like, I don't know how you handle your fish. Yeah. So <laughs> my analogies are just wild It's today. funny. It's funny because I can never go to a restaurant and get the same thing twice. I have to go and get something different. Otherwise, I feel like it's just like I my, I don't want to have the same taste of something all the time. I mm -hmm. want to try all the flavors. I want to try everything there is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after you've tried all of them, you can go back to the one you liked, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, but I think that the same way should be with the way people consume media and the mm -hmm. way people consume movies, music, um, TV shows, shows yeah. like the ones that have that sort of uh, sentimental value that you see that, um, um, that you see yourself, you know, returning to, mm -hmm. like, great, but you know, you won't know like what else is out there if you're only just sticking to, if you're, if you like are looking at it so narrowly. Yeah, no, I feel that. But I, I, 
it's not that I'm like dissing it because it's like I've only really listened to Black Sabbath for the past three months and that's fucking oh. it. Oh yeah. And so it's, it's like, great. but it is one of those things where it's like a comfort feeling of being like, yeah, I just want to listen to something that I know today. And it's like, again, all, all of what I've said in this whole, whatever, how long I've been talking is all subjective and it's my perspective and it's how yeah, I'm feeling yeah. and it's like if if how you feel contradicts that fucking cool that's awesome I'm so glad that we have differing opinions it's nothing what I'm what I'm saying and what you're saying and what anyone else is saying is never a hard truth or how it is if somebody's like this is the only way that the world works fuck that person yeah because it literally Seriously. isn't I, I sit in my own corner of the world I have my own perspective it just is how I'm feeling today, and it could change tomorrow because I'm fickle. <laughs> I have listened to Animal Collective every day for almost the past three years. Snaps for that. So, and literally, like, the funny thing is, is the, my, like, trying something new within Animal Collective, it will be, like, listening to a new live recording that I found of, like, a show of, the, like... Oh, yeah. Like, the funny thing is, like... And that's kind of like where it's like you find something it's like you're still sticking to like the same thing but you're finding something new within that thing yep I no a hundred yeah yeah i totally feel that i just but you know i i it just not none of this matters as long as you're fucking happy if you're happy you're healthy and you're not hurting anybody i don't care what you do right i'll uh, do what you damn well please like i'm proud of you do your fucking thing but if you're, you know, not happy, if you're not healthy, and if you're hurting yourself or anybody else, change. Change. Get help. Get help. It, you don't, it's like, I know how hard reaching out is, and I know how hard doing anything is, but the first step is always acknowledging anything and being like, okay, this is a problem. Me listening to Black Sabbath for three months is an issue. I should listen to something else today. Even the smallest little thing like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're reminding me how... I haven't listened to them in a long time. So good! Okay. <laughs> Alright. Hey, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I Hi, thought Katie. it was going to be a picture and now I'm embarrassed. It's a video! No, it's not! <laughs> Alright, Katie, what keeps you up at night? Oh, that's such a daunting question. All of my fears and everything that I refuse to think about during the day. Truth. Snaps to that. Uh, what puts you to sleep, though? Uh, counting by sevens. Counting by seven. It's what? enough math to make you tired, but it's easy enough to do it. I was going to say, oh, is that why you pick seven? Yeah. Fair. Because every other number is just easier to do, but it's enough math to put you to sleep. Or Fair. just hold my breath until I'm passed out. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is not my angle, but you know what? That is okay. Here. No, <laughs> you're fine. Much it's perfect. I know, I, I kind of suck up on you there. Um, all right, well, uh, if you want to hear some Siren songs, look her up on uh, SoundCloud. I'll post a link. I don't have the internet, or I don't have music on the internet because I'm garbage at my life, but it's okay. Soon. Soon. <laughs> all right, thanks. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.